This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 156. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and joining me as always, my co-host, Adam Bell. Good morning, Adam. Hello, Peter. How's it going? It is going well. It's Friday. I'm excited. Same. I have, I have one meeting after this, and then I'm done for the week. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's been a good week. We've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of out, uh, extracurricular activities. Let's just say that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm enjoying myself. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. This has been a uh, low key week for me, uh, work wise. I mean, plenty to mm-hmm. do, but not overrun with work. Low key week, so you're catching up on your Disney Plus series from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a low key week. Low key week. Excellent. It's been a what if week for me. So, <laughs> my daughters have been watching Loki, and I, I, uh, I don't want to, because I just don't want to commit to another. 12 hours or however many episodes there are sadly it's nowhere near 12 hours and it's they go not by enough. very quickly no they go by very quickly loki was good loki yeah. was good <laughs> oh what's going on we got a lot to talk about today yeah we got some catching up to do um it's I, a marathon it is a it is like a marathon not a sprint <laughs> Uh, actually we do, uh, but I do have to cut this short cause I, I do have another meeting in 38 minutes. So let's just dive oh, right in. Man. Yeah. I didn't realize we spent so much time before we started recording, catching up that, you know, <laughs> forgot the whole reason that we rescheduled in our recording two hours early today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So where to begin? I guess I'll just dive right in. There we um, go. yeah. So, uh, my running buddy, Greg and I did a 20 mile run last mm-hmm. Sunday and we're doing another 20 miler this coming Sunday. And how do you feel? I feel fine. Today and a couple of days after, I definitely felt a little tired. Mm. My, my muscles were a little like, oh, wait, we're doing this again. <laughs> um, but, you know, no pain and no soreness or fatigue. It was just like, just tired. Mm-hmm. which apparently is what you're going for, you know, at mm-hmm. this stage of the, the training before. So we've got one long run left and then we start tapering down to like half marathon range and then pretty much take it easy for the week and then boom, the race. So he, he knows what he's doing, right? No, he's never, oh. he's never done this before either. We, he, we're both following, uh, loosely following a plan given to us by coach Charlie. Oh, okay. Of, of run with Charlie dot run fame. <laughs> so, and I say loosely, it's essentially most days it's a 10 K mm-hmm. with a long run on the weekends, usually a day off or like a mild 5 K after that. Okay. So, but we're paying more attention to things like heart rate. I'm paying more attention to step count. Um, I've overhauled my diet again, cleaned it up. Uh, I'm eating way more fat than I have ever intentionally before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying I just pick up a side of ribeye and just start gnawing into the fatty parts. <laughs> but I mean, if I cook one, I, I would. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, because I'm, you know, like mostly I'm working and I'm trying to be in the fat burn zone as opposed to working a little too hard and being in the sugar burning zone, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's one of the main reasons that I'm not like stiff or, or achy the next day is I'm not working too hard. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm really embracing after reading those couple of books and listening to a lot of interviews with ultra marathoners is, you know, mm-hmm. it's not about speed. It's about endurance. And to do that, you start, but you build that up by going slower. And that's something I've really, um, it never made sense to me. I was like, how does going slow become fast? I don't get it. You know, I've run slow before. It doesn't make me fast the next day. What is this supposed to be? It's a process. It Mm -hmm. takes some time. Got it. You know, so now I'm embracing that. And um, yeah, I um, pretty much have worn two holes through my first pair of minimalist running shoes now. (laughs) <laughs> I sent you pictures of those. Yeah. So my Merrill Vapor Glove fours are literally being held together by Gorilla Tape right now, <laughs> and uh, I still keep them around because they're you know they're super light. I've got the Vapor Glove fives. I've run about twenty k in them so far. Mm-hmm. I like them, um, but you know I, I guess I'm being cheap. I'm just trying to get every penny of value out of these guys before they're totally useless. <laughs> on that note i'm about to donate three or four pairs of new balance running shoes because mm-hmm. last year i was on a buying spree and like every time a new pair came out oh i want to try this oh i want to try that um you know one of them is like medium worn and uh you know the others are all like one of them is like brand new i've maybe done 10k in them tops or so mm-hmm. and um so like i'm just giving away, donating, you know, four perfectly serviceable pairs of running shoes that I'm just not using anymore because I'm mm-hmm. fully minimalist. Yeah. Um, been reading, been watching a lot of YouTube videos on people who have made the transition to minimalist running. And it's, it's funny because it's either you should not do minimalist running. It's bad. You know, you're going to break your foot if you try to run barefoot or anything like barefoot, or it's, don't just go dive right in and go to minimalist. You got to ease yourself into it. Your first run should be no more than like a couple hundred yards. And of course you may recall when I've got my first pair of quote unquote barefoot shoes, um, I went straight out and did a 10 K in them (laughs) and then continued to do so. And I just like dove right in, which everyone says, don't do that. I'm like, okay. So I don't know. Um, Maybe I'm just, a little tougher than the average person. I, I don't, I don't know. I really don't. I'm like, what is the big deal? My calves were sore for a couple days afterwards. Well, flipping whoop. You're in pretty good shape and you're not a, a big old fat guy or, you know, so you don't, you're not exhibiting a whole lot, like tons of pressure on your feet that you had to compensate. Yeah. But uh, so I just, I just don't get it. You know, I don't consider myself to, I mean, I lately, I guess I'm looking around now. I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready to run a marathon. Yeah. I guess I'm in pretty good shape. Um, and I have to keep reminding myself, you know, like, oh, right. If you're putting out advice, you have to start at the lowest common denominator. Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of like walking into a room with a small business and asking them what they're you know, like, show me your security posture. What's your disaster recovery plan? And, uh, you know, like, who's maintaining your sock uh, and your EDR tools? And they were like, what? 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 Yeah. So 
I suppose, you know, it's just like, you know, but there's no, never have I seen like a caveat, like, well, you know, if you're in pretty good shape, maybe you could do this. You know, it's all just like, no, no, no. If you run barefoot, you're going to hurt yourself. I'm like, sure, sure. <laughs> Ah, oh, brother, what have you got? So I put in tons of stuff into the uh, into the the agenda here, but oh, this is the Nicolaitis show today. Ah, jeez. Uh, then I just I guess I'll shut up and keep talking. Yeah, <laughs> just shut up, keep talking. <laughs> I did the Paki twenty twenty one challenge a couple weeks ago. I watched it. I watched it in its entirety. Yep. Did you end up having any heartburn at night? No. Why, about half an hour after I ate it, I felt a little. I felt the pressure in mm -hmm. my sternum mm -hmm. uh it wasn't pain but it was like it was there for sure it was like hi i'm that chip you ate about half an hour ago yeah. um after that literally business as usual yeah i'm no pretty sure it would have made me throw up probably I mean, probably yeah i mean i mean i would have it would have probably been like once i laid down to bed yeah when i when everything laid down then it would be like oh yeah, you got to wait long enough to make sure it gets all the way down before that happens. So, yeah, yeah. Compared to the 2020 chip that I did, this was a walk in the freaking park. Mm -hmm. um, this was much more like the 2016 chip. Mm -hmm. So I still have a 2020 chip on the shelf. I'm thinking I might do it just just for the heck of it, but <laughs> um, you know, for the fun Doesn't of it. I think it's stale. It's, it's, I mean, those things are like hermetically sealed, shrink drap, freeze dry, whatever the heck it is called. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, they're airtight. So, yeah. so, um, yeah, so that was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, let's get some of the bad stuff out of the way first. You may recall last Black Friday, I bought a Digiland 10 inch, uh, Android tablet. Yeah. It is dead. Uh, <laughs> it refuses to charge now. I paid $60 for it. I used it just for Zoom. The thing is woefully underpowered compared to a modern iPad. Um, it's probably woefully underpowered compared to, say, a, a modern Samsung Galaxy tablet device, mm -hmm. right? But it was cheap. And I got my money's worth. Okay, fine. But uh, essentially, it's, it's, it refuses to charge now. Yeah. And since I can't charge it, it means I can't boot it up, which means I can't erase it. Now it is protected with a passcode. It is encrypted and I have enabled the remote wipe. So should it ever get booted up again and find its way onto a wireless network, it should do a secure erase. Mm -hmm. That said, next time I'm going by Staples or Best Buy, I'm going to drop it off in the recycle bin and, you know, hope it becomes a shiny new tablet or phone for some underdeveloped nation <laughs> citizen or something. I don't know. Uh, do you use the contacts app on your iPhone? Well, I do, but it's synchronizing to my Google contacts. So contact synchronizing has always been a sore spot for me until mm -hmm. I just said, you know what? I don't care anymore. And I just ignore it. <laughs> And like, so I have some people in my Gmail. I have some people in another Gmail. I have some people in Outlook. I have some people in Exchange for the hospital. I have other people in on my iPhone. Mm -hmm. And generally, I end up just manually duplicating them when I need to. 
I found that I thought for the longest time that I needed to have everybody in sync. And I played with um, a couple of apps. I think it was one's a contacts mover and another one called smart merge. Mm -hmm. I used these for, you know, many months, if not years, trying to keep everything in sync. And I always ended up duplicating things or it would say, oh, these two must be the same person because their email addresses look vaguely alike. Like they both say gmail.com, idiot. They're not the same person. So um, stuff like that was really annoying. And then I just decided, I'm just going to let it go. going to let it go. The latest thing that's been aggravating me is when I try to add somebody to favorites or when I make use, when I try to make use of a new feature from iOS 15, which is the focus, do not disturb settings. Mm-hmm. Um, you can choose people from whom you do want to receive alerts during specific types of do not disturb. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool. So when you go into like do not disturb mode, you can choose there's generic do not disturb. There's driving, which we've had, right? Those were the two. Mm-hmm. But there's also a personal, a work and a sleep mode. Mm-hmm. And you can customize them to receive calls or messages or other notifications from other apps per different thing. Mm-hmm. So if I say I'm in work mode, I will accept Slack messages, but I won't take Discord messages. Mm-hmm. If I'm in personal mode, I'll take Discord and Signal and messages, but I won't accept Slack messages, mm-hmm. for example. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, but when, when you go to add people to those lists, it's drawing from the contacts. Now, here's which one. Which one? This is good. Good question. So Apple iOS does like an automatic type of contact address book. So if you search for people, if I search, for instance, if I say for Adam Bell and I do a search, um, I do a find for Adam Bell, I find two Adam Bells show up in my contacts. One of them should just be like your contact entry. And the other one is Siri found in apps. So like I got an email from an Adam Bell. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I, you know, it knows you and it has an email, adam at sublimecomp.com. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently that's the only Adam Bell that I have. Now, even though I click on the other one that shows you in contacts. So I have two Adam Bells. Now, if I want to add you as a favorite or some way I want to designate you that I will allow messages from you in do not disturb mode. Mm -hmm. When I search for Adam Bell, I will see an Adam Bell in contacts. And I also see an Adam Bell found in apps. (laughs) If I click on the Adam Bell found in apps, it, pulls up your information, but it doesn't actually let me add you as somebody from whom I will receive notifications. (laughs) And if you only have, say, one Adam Bell, like say I never manually typed you into my contacts or never used an app to automatically put you into my contacts list, Mm -hmm. I can click on you all blessed day and you are not going to get into the do not disturb thing. And there's, it doesn't 
give you any indication that this is what's going on. So I'm customizing this left and right. And literally half the time when I add somebody in, it boom, right into favorites. Boom. They're right there. I can receive calls or emails from this person. Wonderful. I go to the next person. Here's their contact info. Like, oh, oh so what do I do with it? Do I cl click on the email address from which I'll allow emails? Click goes to send them a new email. Nope. Apparently not. Back out, back out. Let me just, just search for them again. Find them again. Okay. Got it. Click on the name. Here's their contact sheet. Yes, this is the one I want. Yes, you, you've got it, Apple. This is the one I want to use. Add this person to favorites. Do I click on the phone number? Oh, you're calling. No, 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 don't call them. That's not what I... <laughs> so I did a lot of that over until I figured out. I was like, all right, let me create a new contact. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the other thing. It seems like there's multiple contacts on iOS because... I add some people as contacts and they don't show up anywhere except in the phone. Yeah. So there's like a phone contacts list mm -hmm. and a contacts contact list. Yeah. And ne'er the twain shall meet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what, what is wrong with this thing? Why can you not just have every freaking contact in one place <laughs> <sighs> so yeah. that's been that's been my frustration on contacts lately yeah because what you're talking about is the carrier so the carrier has their own contacts list and the phone and the apple has its contacts list and google has its contacts list and uh why <laughs> <laughs> why and it's funny because i open it up and like i can see i have my gmail personal gmail and i have icloud so i have those two address books enabled mm -hmm. but if i wanted to i can also add in my work gmail um or a client gmail you know i could add those in and then i will probably start getting duplicates again Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just yeah. been, it's, it's like this problem is so easily solvable. Why is it still a thing? I just don't understand. So what I do is I turn off all calendar, all contact syncing. I turn it all off, mm -hmm. all off except for my Google. And then I only do Google for contacts. I don't do iCloud syncing of contacts. I don't, I don't synchronize any of that except for my Google, uh, because I've had clients with the exact same problem that you just described. I just added Peter to my contacts and it's not showing up in my outlook. Nope. It's not because you added him to your phone. It will mm -hmm. not synchronize that contact in his phone. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know how many of those I have, only you can solve this problem. <laughs> Only you can stop forest, forest fires and contact conflicts. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to go through because I don't know who your contacts are. I don't know who Aunt Edna is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I went through that, you know, this was back more like, you know, like eight, eight years ago or so when I was in the marketing stuff with you trying to build my mailing lists and send out emails and keep all this stuff in con, you know, in, in sync, I wasted so much time and energy trying to do that. And I look back at it now, I was like, 
whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if I need, if I look in my phone and like, oh, I don't have this person, I open up my email and I find their information mm-hmm. and I'm good. And you probably do the same thing that I do in that you do an iCloud backup of your entire phone. Always. So if the phone dies, you drop it in the water and it's no longer waterproof. Well, my phone's waterproof now. The problem is I drop it in the water. If I can't find it. <laughs> I think that falls under the category of a lost phone. Yeah. Lost phone. The phone is still on. It's still working. Still yeah. ringing. But it's. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I my last successful iCloud backup was 7:55 a.m. for the record. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, I do have it on, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it might not be right where you want the data to be, but you could get it. I could get it. Yep, and that's the important part. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> so I went out yesterday to get a new pair of glasses. Uh huh. Um, I got suckered in by a um, an ad a flyer I got in the paper. It's like Harvard special um, offer to Harvard Pilgrim mess you know uh uh plan holders uh free eye exam and a free pair of standard lenses okay it's like great so i got there and um you know i was i was there at nine o'clock first thing's a little odd get there and the sign says hours of operation 10 to such and such my appointment's at 9 20. <laughs> uh, a high degree of confidence based on this, but I'll wait. I see people in there, so they'll probably mm-hmm. open up. Soon. They did open up. Okay, fine. They let me in. I'm like, yep, I have a 920. I'm like, okay, great. Um, oh, you can look around while you're waiting. I said, yeah. So I'm, you know, I said, I have the Harvard Pilgrim thing. I got an offer in the mail for a free, you know, uh, free set of lenses with any exam and insurance will cover the exam. I said, okay, fine. Here, fill out these forms. Fill out in paper forms, the same ones that I already filled out online, because of course, you know, I knew I was wasting my time filling out anything online because I was going to have to do it in paper again, which I did. And they said, oh, you know, you should get the um, uh, this uh, enhanced retinal test when it comes to the contacts exam um, and your insurance will pay for it. I was like, well, heck, if the insurance will pay for it, yes, I will take additional diagnostics. Fine. I agree to it. Mm hmm. Time comes through. And um, so then I start looking around because I've got 20 minutes to kill. I start looking at different lenses and I'm picking them, looking them up. I'm putting them back, putting them up, um, go through the eye exam. Goes great. Everything was fine. My, uh, the doctor actually lowered my prescription. So my eyes are a little bit stronger than they were a year or so back, which I'm like, bonus. That's good. Yeah. Happens when you get older and then it'll, then it'll revert. There you go. Right. Um, but uh then, uh, so I started looking around for the frames and the woman who's in charge of that was, a seemed to have a little bit of a chip on her shoulder and, you know, just a little, little bit of an attitude right from the get go. And I'm, you know, being nice about it. She's like, well, did you pick out all the frames you like? I said, well, I looked at a bunch, but I didn't decide. She's like, okay, well, where are the ones you tried? I'm like, well, they're all over the place. They're all over. Oh, you're supposed to put them in this basket when you're done with them. And then we, you know, we, then we review what you want or didn't like. I was like, oh. No one told me that. <laughs> How was I supposed to know? You know, and I looked around. There's no sign saying something like, please do not return frames to the wall, you know, or please put frames in a basket after you've worn them or anything like that. Like, I think about it, makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah. You're trying to clean it, even though it doesn't do a 
darn bit of good to prevent COVID. We still go through this theater of making sure surfaces are clean to prevent this. Fine. I get it. Tell people if that's what you want them to do. Sweat. I mean, tell people if that's what you want them to do. You know, it's like, ah. So I was, yeah, okay, very nice. Uh, got my free frames, picked them up, and, you know, placed the order. And she rings it up. So, okay, so the, um, you know, the standard exam is $60 and the enhanced exam is an extra $100. I was like, she told me it was all covered. <laughs> Fortunately, the second lady, oh yeah, I did. Oh, okay. You know, so whatever, they just mark that off mm -hmm. as it turns out. So then there's like, okay, so it's just $59. And by this time I was there for like an hour and a half. I just wanted to leave. It's like, whatever <laughs> I paid it. There's no such thing as a free lunch, Peter. Actually, <laughs> my insurance would pick up the balance, <laughs> but Boy, they made me go through hoops to fix that because I had to fill out this form and I downloaded it. First off, the form wouldn't render properly, so I couldn't fill it out online altogether. So I had to download it, open it in an alternate browser, manually enter in all the information. And then the stupid thing, their website wouldn't let me upload it. <laughs> so I'm trying to upload the form to submit it for reimbursement and I couldn't do that. So then I called and I got someone who to her credit was very helpful. She gave me her personal email address. So just email it right to and by, and by that. I mean, at healthplansinc.com, not like her Gmail, <laughs> not her Yahoo account. Uh, I emailed them. She got it. She said, great. I'll, I'll put it in. I was like, okay, fine. So, right. It was a free lunch, but I had to work for it. <laughs> yeah. So it was say. not free. <laughs> Yeah, it's not free. You you didn't pay money, but you paid for it. <laughs> I paid for it. But I did salvage some of the day in that I ran to and from the appointment to get my 10K in for yesterday. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, uh, I, I recently took a free vendor uh, dinner uh, and and I paid for it more than it was worth the dinner. I'm like, uh -huh. that's the last one. I mean, I knew better but I went anyway. You said, it says free, Adam. It says free. It's got to be great. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't realize I was going to have to sit through the sales demo, the engineer's demo. <sighs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my current lenses. Oh, cause that's the thing too, is like, I couldn't get a pair of lenses just replaced. I have to take one of their sets of frames also. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll take the free set of frames free. Right. But so now though, I want to get my, I want to get these guys updated. Mm -hmm. So I found a website, I think it's called replacementlenses.com. I got to double check on that. Um, 39 bucks. Yeah. And they'll do the lenses. The only trick is you have to have a, a picture of yourself and you have to do a pupil test. It's like, you have to hold the uh like you have to take a picture of yourself with a with a sharpie or a marker pointing to right where your pupils are and email this into them like you you can't tell where my pupils are by looking yourself i have to point it out on the i don't understand so i need to call them and get clarification on that because i just i just I just don't get it. I don't get what the purpose of this is. You and I both have doo doo brown eyes and it's hard to find our people. I, so I guess I can find it better than they can by looking at the same piece of, you know, same picture that I'm going to email them. I 
just don't. I'm just giving it. you the excuse. I, I don't. Perfect. <laughs> I thought it was more along the lines of we've always done it this way. <laughs> <laughs> so the last bit I have before we get into our main topic is the Savage Worlds Superpowers Companion fundraiser closed yesterday. Okay. So, uh, and supposedly within a few days, I will get my PDF copy. And uh, so from there, my Sunday night um, role-playing games are going to pivot into superpowers. So essentially playing like comic book characters, <laughs> which honestly, I think I've been waiting for for like 20 years. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. Move over, Supreme Man. Welcome, Colonel America. Maybe it's <laughs> Spider Boy. <laughs> I don't know. So it'll be fun. With great spiders come great responsibilities. With great spiders come great role-playing games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So this was the Peter show. Now let's, let's kick it back over to Adam for the main topic. Well, now I'm going to ask Peter questions. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about me. What do you think about me? <laughs> <laughs> Enough about me. Let's talk about me for a while, right? <laughs> So something that you have been doing that I have not ever been successful doing is, is meditation. Um, I, I have the it, meditation can be defined in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I, I guess I do a form of meditation, but I have not ever been successful with just sitting still being quiet and stilling my mind. And so mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind uh, hearing how you accomplish a regular meditation that works for you. So you may recall in 2018, I went on a week-long meditation retreat, mm -hmm. and that was what really kick-started my practice. Mm -hmm. uh, I've definitely fallen in, you know, out of and back into the practice from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, I did my 30-minute sit outside. The wind was kicking up, but the temperature was nice. It was great. Mm -hmm. How do I do it? Um, like with many other things, it helps to have some accountability. Mm -hmm. So um, you get a lot of that when you're on a silent retreat. And mm -hmm. when you're doing pretty much not a lot more than sitting for you know a, about a week solid, you become ingrained and, you know, it just becomes, this is what you do. And I remember getting home that the next morning at like 630, I'm like, Oh, got to go out and sit for a little while. You know, it was just mm -hmm. like hard coded um, practice. It, it, it's, it's uh, probably sounds oversimplified, but having some accountability and that could be, you know, if you have the discipline to do it yourself, you can do it yourself. If you don't, then I recommend getting an accountability buddy of some sort. Um, for certain people, I'm happy to be that accountability buddy. Not for everybody. For certain people, for friends, I'll do it for free. For some students, there might be a modest charge. Maybe I'll throw it in as part of a yoga lesson plan or something like that. Um, but uh, And then starting off small and building your way up to it. So don't just start like... <laughs> Don't go for a 10K in minimalist running shoes for your first experience with minimalist running shoes. Likewise, I would not suggest to someone brand new or, or just interested in meditation that you sign up for a week-long Vipassana retreat. Mm -hmm. Probably not the 
greatest way to dive right in. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've told people is start just with one minute a day. Mm-hmm. And so, so what are you, what do you do for that minute? For the first minute, I would just say, concentrate on your breath. Okay. Right now, the whole thing about like silencing or stilling the mind or calming the mind that has different things for different people mm-hmm. and certain styles of meditation like Zen um, really are focusing on like, you know, there are no thoughts. There's nothing that I have never even gotten into that same stratosphere, mm-hmm. <laughs> let alone, you know, like coming you know to no thoughts. Mm -hmm. But I definitely like today I was feeling it. I was feeling calm. I was feeling this, this sense of equanimity of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like, you know, overall life is good. You know, I was, that's, that's what I was feeling. And so that's what I get out of meditations. One of the reasons I do it is I just feel a little more calm and a little more focused Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel a little more energy. Like I had decided I was going to run for uh, run this afternoon, but halfway through my meditation, I was like, I feel like going for a run. I don't know. I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going <laughs> to wait, you know, chill. Um, so I start simply by focusing on the breath. Um, you can do a guided meditation. There's all kinds of apps for that. Mm-hmm. You could sit down with an accountability buddy and just the two of you stare at the inside of your eyelids together. Mm -hmm. Um, There's numerous uh, techniques and uh, things that you can try, though. So there's, um, again, there's just like sit in quiet and there's um, observe what thoughts come to you. Mm-hmm. There's um, a guy named uh, Shinzen Young. I think he created it, what he calls the see, hear, feel technique, mm-hmm. where you just observe what you see. You can do it with your eyes open, right? Mm-hmm. What you see, what you hear, and what you feel while you're sitting, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't have to be this like, like mm, kind of meditation, you know, you can, and you can do that too. Chanting. Some mm-hmm. people like to chant. Right. Uh, they could have a mantra. You could do some sort of devotional thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, you know, diff- meditation can take different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, what I would say is, you know, and again, as a runner, I know I've talked with some people who say like, oh, well, running is my meditation. I disagree. You know, you could call running a akin to meditation, right. You know, getting into a flow state when the body is moving, but there's a very different quality to sitting still mm-hmm. and in quiet. Yeah. Um, so that's why my, I have a daily reminder, which just says, spend some time in stillness. Mm-hmm. That's my daily routine. So sometime throughout the day, I try to find it, even if it's just a few minutes, mm-hmm. right? Like I've said, sometimes I got up to a point where it had been like seven months or so. And I was all like an unbroken streak, 30 minutes every day. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, something happens, you fall out, you know, how easy it is to fall out of a habit, right? Mm-hmm. Miraculously, the pushups are still happening. Mm-hmm. Although I wanted to talk to you about that on the other hand too, <laughs> something, <laughs> something else related to that. Um, but, um, I recommend people and my teacher, uh, Josh Summers, uh, he has a plan 
And if I remember correctly, it's pretty much you just add, like you start with um, a little bit and you just go through um, through 30 days. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation would be if you want to do this and target like a 30 minute set is plan, start at say, let's start on uh, October 1st and just sit for one minute. Mm-hmm. And then the next day do two minutes. Mm-hmm. The next day do three minutes. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the month, you'll be sitting for 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people, I, I, I do remember someone told, I said, you know, like, can't you like, you just, just target a one minute meditation. I don't have time. You don't have one minute. <laughs> and I hung up the call and I was just like, no, sure, sure. Got it. You don't have time. You don't have yeah bull bleep right (laughs) you're making excuses right and again that's a human thing we do that we make excuses for stuff that we don't want to or don't think we can do for whatever Mm -hmm. reason right but that one's just like calling that one people right yeah so um anyway if you're interested in something like that we could do like meditation october Meditation and, and I can be your accountability buddy, um, depending on, you know, if we can pick a time, I can even sit with you and mm-hmm. we can just do a one minute meditation and the next day do a two minute, a three minute, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, or akin to the pushups, we can just like check in and say, did it, got it. You know? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've got to decide uh, which I would like to get to a place where I can do silence mm-hmm. uh, because I mean, I, obviously I approach everything as a, as a Christian and uh, you know, so meditation, there are, you know, do I meditate on scripture? Do I meditate on, you know, a, a cadence, like you said, some of those uh, I mean, there's lots of good cadence like that uh, because where I had settled in was reading scripture and then journaling, which is kind of, it's, it gets sometimes classified as a meditation, but I don't know that that's not exactly, I'm, I really want some silence. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to still my thoughts, still my body and, and listen. Yep. And uh, I think I need to practice that. And, and you don't have to necessarily dive right in. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can, you could start with a different method mm-hmm. and then move towards just sitting with stillness. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to listen to music sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I find if I have some, you know, some light, what I call my meditation playlist or something running in the background mm-hmm. that it, um, it, it helps me sit still, mm-hmm. right. Um, it helps me sit still for a little while and just focus on the music, mm-hmm. which is nice. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of an enabler, a little bit of a, a crutch, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, so there's a lot, you know, there's a lot that you can do um, to, to help get there. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. We have one minute left. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> really quickly, Peter's nifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just this morning, I re-upped my Calendly dot com subscription. So Calendly being a calendar thing that um, connects uh, multiple or well one or more calendars uh, 
mm-hmm. to uh, allow you to say, you know, like click here to schedule a call with Peter. Mm-hmm. And I happily dropped a hundred and so hundred two dollars for mm-hmm. a year to get this mm-hmm. thing um, integrated because now it's kind of funny. It's convoluted, but it connects directly into my um, personal Gmail. Well, my my paradigm Google Google Workspace calendar, which can also see my personal calendar, my yoga calendar, and one of my clients' Gmail calendars. Mm-hmm. And over here on my phone, I have the Secure Mail app, which is what I use to get exchange outlook exchange access to my hospital engagement Mm -hmm. that ties in to an iCloud calendar that shows just my free busy. Mm -hmm. So Calendly is now the nexus point of all those. Mm -hmm. And I can actually connect to effectively all of my calendars to show when I'm available. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is really cool is that I set up different, um, availability times. Like there's one client uh, who's primarily based in India Mm -hmm. for whom I said, you folks have the ability to call me um, after hours. You can call me up until say 8 PM or as early as 7 AM to schedule times, Mm -hmm. but normal people, normal mortals don't have that. Yeah. And also for scheduling yoga classes, you may book something on a Saturday or a Sunday mm-hmm. that's available to you, but normal work stuff, you may not do that. Mm-hmm. And I now have that flexibility to do all that. So when I saw that, I was like, no brainer, boom, yeah. dropping it. I am so done sending emails back and forth saying like, I'm available at this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. Well, I was, but now I'm not because it took you two days to get there. Yeah. So for our listener, just real quickly, what that means is like when Peter and I were talking about getting together for a yoga meditation time, Peter would just send me a link to Calendly and, and say, pick your time that works, Adam, instead of me saying, I'm good at 9 a.m. Is that central or eastern? No, 10 eastern. Oh, crap. OK, so, yes. Wait a minute. No, I can't do Tuesdays. Let me up uh, calendar. Here's when Peter's available. Select book. You know, what's really fun also is when you, um, you're, you're talking about that is like, so my client, I'm in Eastern time. The consultant that I took over from was in central time. Our main point of contact is on Pacific time, but the offices are on India standard time. Oh yeah. Have fun booking a call with that. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I think you have to take us out. Yep, I do. Uh, Thank you for listening to us today. We do want your feedback. If you'd like to discuss a particular topic, then you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com or you can find us on our websites at paradigmcc.com, yogawithpeter.com, friendswithbeer.com, and sublimecomp.com. And you can might even find us on Twitter. So, Bada bing. On that note, I got a bail, so I'm pushing the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.